pleased the Lord. Well, today, I felt led on this first Sunday sharing in this joint service with us from the book of Hebrews. There is much to be shared, and more so at the beginning of a new year. There are a variety of vignettes that one is often encouraged to just burrow through. But what is God saying to us should be most important to the hearts of God's people. Because God is forever speaking. And sometimes he allows us to be frustrated by what we see. And there comes the old saying, if we keep doing what we've been doing all the life, all along, then don't be surprised if the results that we're getting are still frustrating. But God is doing a new thing. Amen? And he would have us to perceive it. Praise the Lord. There's a tendency around church, and I have been around church for a while myself, like so many of you, for us to go through the routine, mm -hmm. this cycle, it can become monotonous. Mm -hmm. We kind of know what to do, we kind of know what to say. Mm -hmm. And it can often get to the place where it's coming from the head and not the heart. Here in Hebrews, if you were to travel through a journey through Hebrews, the book in the New Testament, Interesting, leading up to the 10th chapter, I think the backdrop of this was the saints of God, the people of God, were drawing back. They were allowing themselves to be caught up with past customs. That was not good. They needed to be reminded that Christ's sacrifice already took away sin. If you read from Hebrews chapter 1, it put the people of God in remembrance that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ took away sin. You don't have to go back to the old way that they did it in the temple, where it was an annual ritualistic religious doing. It ought to have reminded them that if the sacrifice that was done last year had sufficed, then they would not have need to come this year. But thanks be to God that he raised up Jesus Christ, who became the perfect sacrifice once and for all. He laid down his life as a sacrifice for sin. And as we journey down further, verses 19, even through to the 39th verse, it reminds us that Christ's sacrifice is that which opens the way to God. And brothers and sisters, therein we rejoice. Amen. That we have a path that has been made available to us. Yes. The sacrifices of old that, that the priests, the high priests, made on behalf of the people, allowed him once a year to go beyond the veil into the holies of holies, mm -hmm. carrying the prayers and petitions of the nation. Thanks be to God that Jesus Christ's death on the cross brought about a ripping or a tearing of the veil that gives each one of us access to God, that you can enter in with your prayers on your behalf, on the behalf of others. You can have an audience with God. And as we embrace this new year, we can individually purpose in our heart then we will spend more time with the Father this year, this new year. 
because there is depth to which he calls us in. There is height that we are yet to attain, and we ought not be comfortable or satisfied with where we are. Deep calls to deep. And you will note here, before we conclude in a few minutes, that here in the book of Hebrews, the people of God are being motivated, if you would, to keep on keeping on and not allowing themselves to draw back, to stagnate, to drift. There is hope in God. And so we read, in your hearing a few minutes ago, and I like to reiterate some of this, it says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence, don't you like that word? Confidence. There's a lot of things that we have lost confidence in, in our society, in our government at times, even in people. But in God, in Christ, there's a confidence that you and I can hold steadfastly. Since we have confidence to enter into the holy place by the blood of Jesus. I reminded you a few moments ago, it was only the high priest who once a year was able to go into that sacred place of prayer. But the work of Christ, this Christ that we reflected on, who was born in the manger, who grew, and who went to the cross, and who accomplished the purpose for which he was born, who was dead, buried, gloriously resurrected, ascended into the heaven, coming again. This Christ has made it possible for you and I to have the confidence. We don't have to murmur and complain. We don't have to fuss based upon what we're hearing and seeing that are disturbing us. You can stay at rest in God because with confidence, you and I have entered into that place that Christ has made possible through his blood. It's a new and a living way that has been opened up to us through the curtain that has been rent from top to bottom. And we're speaking about even through the flesh of Christ, not just the physical, literal renting of the veil that took place in the temple. And since we have a great priest over the house of God. Who do we have? A great priest. I like those words. Because it reminds those of us who are called to lead. Whether leading, as Judy does on the organ or the piano. Whether leading, as Chris does with the guitar and with the vocals. We can be reminded that the pressure is not on us. Because we are not Christ. But we have the great high priest who is over the house of God. There is a high priest over the work of God. And bearing that in mind, the 22nd verse says, Let us, oh bless the Lord, let us draw near with true heart in full assurance of faith but our hearts sprinkle clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Because of the redemption that Jesus has made possible, we are encouraged to draw near. Brothers and sisters, 
you are encouraged to remind me and others to draw near. There's a need, if ever, for the church to encourage and remind each other this is the time to draw near. Draw near. We will grow in God. We will see the exploits of God. And the work of God will flourish because none of us can add to the work of God. Only God can. And He responds to us when we draw near in obedience to what He's calling us to do. Hear what the Word went on to say. Thank you, Father. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Now some scripture says faith, but it is hope. Let us hold fast to what we confess. It didn't say we ought to hold fast to our salvation. Because you have it, and it's God who will keep us. And no devil can steal that from us. But what we can allow to slip through our fingers is the confession. The confession of our hope. We have a hope that will not despair. We have a confession that is not being heard in the marketplaces. It's being replaced with so many other voices. God hasn't called us to get into a conflict with the other voices. But he calls us to have that confession that is being clearly and loudly stated that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. All that you have learned since coming to faith, that you have held so dearly to, we are being encouraged to hold fast to the confession of our faith fast to it without doing what without wavering for he who promised is faithful being in the marketplace as you are also exposed to it's a challenge to be a witness for Christ today isn't it to open your mouth and to tell others about the love of God in Christ Fewer and fewer professed Christians are doing it. And yet we wonder at times, Lord, where is the increase? The increase of our brothers and sisters comes through your and my witness. And God stands ready to back up His Word. Isn't that right? He watches over His Word to bring it to fruition. So with boldness we can speak. And we can hold fast to the confession of our faith. Let us hold fast with confidence. Let us love as God would have us to love. But we can only do so by allowing the love of God that has been shed in our hearts to flow out and to touch others. And the 24 verse. And let us consider how. The King James Version of this says... Let us consider how to spur one another unto love and good works. The Word of God is saying as believers, it is your place as my brother and sister to spur me on to do the things that God has called me to do. Don't just allow me to drift. 
You are my brother and sister. And in this new year, let's go after those who have been hurt and those who have been discouraged. And let us spur them on. Let us encourage them. And let us stay open for the encouragement that they will bring to us. Let us speak His truth. And I know that that is growing more and more difficult today when everyone has their truth. I'm encouraged, as you ought be, that we speak the truth of the Word of God, acknowledging that He is our truth. It says here, not neglecting to meet together, as is the what? It's already a habit among the people in Hebrews, the early church. And God knows it has become a habit among the church today. Your place and mine is to encourage our sisters and brothers. Encourage one another. And we do so all the more as we see the day drawing near. What day are we speaking of? What day is the scripture speaking of? It is speaking of the day of the return of Jesus Christ. That's why over and over again I will herald it and I thank God that so many others are coming again. Yes, Jesus Christ is coming again. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He is coming again. And we are going to stay steadfast. We are going to hold fast with confidence to the confession of our faith. We are going to allow this threefold invitation to remain with us in this new year. Not only for ourselves, but for our brothers and sisters. For us to draw near. For us to hold fast. And for us to consider one another as we encourage each other in God through Christ. Let us lift our hearts and our voices in worship. Lord, I lift your name on high.
Thank you, Chris. We thank the Lord for the young adults and for what they bring to the service week after week. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us stand as Sister Jenny Demas in the doxology. Thank you, Father. Six to five. Blessing us to be a part of your body. Some of us are called to function as limbs, others as the head, and others as the eyes, others as internal organs. But just as our physical body function as a whole, you have placed us within the church, your body, to function. And when the body is healthy, it produces, it accomplishes. Father, I thank you that as we go forth into this new year, that it's you who goes before us, enabling each of us who are willing and ready to allow you to accomplish in us individually that for which you've called us and placed us here in the local church. We thank you for calling us and reminding us today, yes, reminding us from your word of what we ought to be engaged in doing. We thank you for the invitation, Father, the invitation that is given to us to draw near, to hold fast, and to encourage each other. We go forth in this new day, in this new week, this new month, of this new year. And thank you, Father, that already many of us have already been practicing sending out texts, declaring to friends and loved ones, even those that we may not have spoken to in a while, Happy New Year. Now we can follow up by weekly reminders of worship, of encouragement, and prayer. And the people of God says, Amen. And amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Sister Judith. 